On today's episode of Hey Ama, it's definitely going to feel different from my previous episodes. I've just been thinking in the past couple of days, and every day honestly, I've been thinking about people's accessibility to me. Ironically, I created a podcast that shares stories from my mother and my personal experiences. I want people to have access to my experience as many may relate to the same thing I've gone through. And I also recognize that this podcast is here to inform you of the vast amount of experiences that inhabit the earth and hope it encourages you to find ways to share your stories as well. This episode is what I've experienced as being the black friend, black employee, the token one. If you are white and consider me your friend or ally, um, and you are offended or feel a sense of guilt after listening to this episode, just know you'll be okay. This is your warning to unearth your own guilt and continue to do the work that is necessary to be a better ally, if you want to. This is my episode titled, Dear White People. Dear White People, I'm writing this letter to inform you that I've officially resigned Um, effective immediately from my role as the token black friend, employee, resource, and alum. I've decided to step down from my position after seeing the Black at Bethel Instagram page and after a recent login to Facebook. Reliving the traumas of other black students and also being one previously was enough for me to retire from life. What really set me off was checking out Facebook. My Facebook is a cesspool of undercover racist activity that I have not taken the time to unfriend people. It was just easier not to log in. I honestly have not been on Facebook since December. I'm also not a fan of Facebook because my parents are on there and only make comments on the photos my friends post. Mother always complains about my neck being exposed in all of my pictures. Amma, your chest is always showing. Cover your neck. But I will save that for another episode. I originally gained my role as a token black friend during my middle school and high school year. Growing up, I was groomed to be the token black friend. I won't give all the credit to my parents, but more to the environment I grew up in. Many years were spent in the suburbs of Eden Prairie, Farmington, and Lakeville. Out of all the places that I spent a majority of my childhood and early adulthood, I would say that Eden Prairie was the most diverse suburb I ever lived in. While growing up in Farmington, I was was one of the few black kids. I was in band, student council, Tiger Leadership Club, youth teaching youth, the color guard, soccer, and track. Whatever, in all these places, I was either the only black student or at least one of three, which at the time I didn't mind at all. So I graduated from Farmington High School and then decided to go to another predominantly white space, Bethel, the house of God a white evangelical liberal arts college. Y'all thought I was just gonna say a Christian liberal arts school, but I didn't. I chose Bethel because it is a community I knew and wanted to continue growing my faith in, which I did. I believe that my faith is much stronger because I went there. After going to Bethel, I also learned what I didn't want my faith to look like. At Bethel and in the evangelical church, everybody throws around the word kingdom. People always referred to doing kingdom work, making sure their friends groups were representative of the kingdom, making sure the church was representative of the kingdom. My dude, having one black friend in the congregation is not what we call kingdom work. Being a reconciliation minor is not kingdom work. 
kingdom work extends beyond those titles. It extends, it's doing the same shit that pissed Jesus off. Fighting for injustice. Churches are the most segregated places I know. I need Christians to start flipping some tables and stop asking me for prayer requests. Look at your church body. Look at your pastor. Look at who and how you serve. Is the only time you see black and brown bodies is in the time of serving? I really should be praying for y'all because I think y'all have been bamboozled. Anyways, talking about Bethel and Christianity threw me on a whole different tangent. But while I was at Bethel, I didn't experience any culture shock because it was an environment and a community that I had known all my life. I'd been code switching all my life before I even knew what code switching was. For review, code switching is when someone changes their language behavior based on who they are with to fit in with the group. The first time I honestly heard about code switching, it was my at my current job where we literally have a lesson on code switching. I was appalled. Excuse me, you mean to tell me there's literally a term for the way that I subconsciously navigate white spaces versus black spaces? I'm going to need to throw it all away. While I was at Bethel, I was doing my thing, going to school, making friends, and being the first generational black college student that I was. I literally did not know what I was doing as a college student. I would call my mother crying, and she didn't know how to help me because she didn't go to college herself. She would helplessly say, Ama, it's okay, study hard, you'll be fine, don't kill yourself. My friends didn't get it. Many of them came from educated and affluent families. They had a blueprint. The summer after graduation, I completely unplugged from the Bethel community. I went missing. I stopped showing up to weddings. I didn't attend bridal showers, friend group reunions, because I was simply tired of being the only black person in the room. It took preparation. It took pep talks to myself to enter white spaces, and I did not care to do it anymore. I needed healing, and the only way I was going to experience healing is for me to stop entering the same space as my oppressor. In that time, I attended Afropunk, a music festival in Brooklyn, New York. It was the first time that I'd been surrounded by all people of the diaspora, other than my trips to Ghana. I'd honestly started embracing my blackness and was more intentional in surrounding myself and being in the black community and finding more black spaces to inhabit. I remember a friend at the time made a comment about me having new friends and the fact that she felt intimidated to hang out with me and my new friends. The new friends she was referring to were simply a group of black women who I'd grown relationships with and spent more of my time with. After that comment, I knew that my time was coming to an end in my occupation as the token friend. After graduation, I made the mistake of working as an admissions counselor at Bethel. This continued my contract with the promotion of being the token black employee. While I'm grateful for all of the relationships I built with the students that I met and recruited while working at Bethel, I do resent my time working in higher education at Bethel specifically. I had a racist boss and I had team members who did not speak up when they heard racist, sexist, and whatever ist, and overall bullshit from our leaders. There was no accountability, but I was expected to show up for work with a smile on my face every day. I confided in one team member who was a POC and Honestly, between her and my students, I grew fond of. Um, They were the only reason why I worked at Bethel for as long as I did. Also, I needed to finish grad school, okay. Working in admissions as the only black recruiter at Bethel was probably the worst experience of my life. I felt that I was living in the real-time movie of Get Out. 
I would always remember one of the first couple of days of Welcome Week that we would greet every student that came through the Bethel Gates to start their freshman year. But whenever a black student drove up with their family onto campus, in my heart, I knew what experience was ahead of them as they stepped on to the Bethel campus. As I smiled and waved at the black family and welcomed them to campus, I honestly knew that the campus was in no way able to support black students on campus. I honestly would think, how long will this student even last? My time at Bethel was performative. I wore the smile. I went back to the field. Excuse me the admissions office, to continue recruiting and hopefully convincing a black student to go to Bethel. I was checking my messages and on Facebook and there were a couple girls from college that I noticed who reached out to me. I'm not sure if it's obvious by now, but they were white. The specific message, the, the girl was sharing how she was in the middle of writing a poem and wanted to know a black leaders that black children should know about. I'm not sure if she works with black children or has adopted any, but that was the last time I was gonna sign into Facebook after seeing that message. This is the accessibility piece that I'm referring to. I don't know her level of work within the black community, but if you as a white person are cho choosing to work in this community, it is important that you do your own research. You understand how you play into systemic oppression and the racism that lives in our country. And you need to do this work before you enter and during your work in this community. Long story short, I didn't respond to her message. She later sent me an additional message sharing that she would like for me to extend grace as she is in the process of unlearning the ways that her whiteness plays into the history of racism. Girl, cool. The same amount of time you've used to message your one black resource, you could have used the same energy to research on Google. I share these stories and experiences because I know for many of the white folks I know, I have been their one black friend or one black colleague in their lives. As the black friend and one black employee, I often think back and think about all the ways that I have failed my white friends, people at the time. There were many times I played into the systemic oppression. There were times where I let things slide. There were times where I gave white people the pass. The pass being that I allowed white people to mimic black vernacular. If I knew a white man who could dance on the beat, I would praise them with the honorable mention of having swag. I allowed white women to compare their blackness to my own, whether it was the size of their bud, how tan they got after returning from their vacations, or the fact that they knew every word to a rap song. I let them touch my hair. To the black community, I apologize. I was, I was handing out tickets to the cookout like there were, was an unlimited supply of tickets. My bad. During my interactions, I would always just laugh things off and just dismiss any challenges um, white people would use to compare their proximity to my blackness. The fact that they will never be as dark as me also reminded me of the fact that not only are white people not able to be have as dark a skin as mine, but they are also so far removed from the understanding of the black experience. Just as they will never get as tan as me, white people will also never understand the black experience, no matter how many books you read, how many posts you make, and how many black friends you have. 
I honestly cringed every time white people wanted to introduce me to their grandparents. Do you understand how traumatic it is to be face-to-face to someone who was alive during the original civil rights movement and not know what side of the line they are on? Are they racist? Or are these white people going to convince me today that their grandparents are the sweetest people on earth? I know a lot of sweet people who are still racist as hell. That is why I'm writing this letter. This letter has become, uh, you know, pretty long and exhaustive. So I'll just keep it short. And I don't know if I walked around this world with, with a sign that welcomes... That says, like, welcome to the consulate of Geraldine and Petty, an embassy where white folks come to enter and learn more information regarding the black community. But this letter is my resignation to the white community. I've served my sentence for a majority of my life, and I will no longer be taking up space where I don't see a reflection of my own face. I'm an educator and a lifelong learner, and this is a platform I currently want to use to educate on my experiences. This is as much of accessibility to me that you can get. 